What is up, podcast world, wisdom world, you guys? I hope you guys have had an awesome week. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode on the podcast, it's going to be August 24th. Wisdom happy hearing it today in real time. Facebook as well as you guys, okay? Really excited to be here. I want to talk to you guys today about how to put on the armor of God. I feel like this is a conversation. You know, we talk about what the armor is. Um, some people will tell you like some steps, like, okay, spend time with the Lord, read your Bible. Okay. But, um, you know, I want to, I want to get down a little bit more to brass tacks, a little more specifics. Okay. I'm really passionate about that. And so, um, I want to talk to you guys about that today. Let me check over here. All right. So again, nobody's on Facebook, but that is okay. You guys. So let's go ahead and pray really quick. And then, um, let's talk about the armor of God and how to put it on. I'm just going to share with you guys some things that I've learned over time that I think can help you know, the Christian community. So let's go ahead and uh, let's pray really quick. And then let's have this conversation, how to put on the armor of God. So Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit being inside of our hearts, Lord. Thank you, God, for sharing with us your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. And I pray, Lord, that as we get to know you more, that our will and our thoughts and our emotions and everything we are would come underneath you, Lord, that we would learn to uh, rule and subdue this earth, Lord, that we would learn good government from you, how to conduct ourselves, how to conduct our lives. And uh, Lord, I thank you that you've given us weapons to put on while we're here, Lord. And I, I pray that you would guide direct this conversation. I pray that the Christian community can be more equipped to put on the armor of God, how to do that every day and practical ways, Lord, so we can be victorious, God. We're supposed to be those people that get out into the world and know we're going to win because you, you've already won, Lord. We already know who wins on the other side. But I pray that in our daily lives, we experience you know, everything that goes on in our daily life, practical lives, Lord, that we would um, take you with us in that way. So I, I love you, Lord. I pray you guide direct this conversation. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. So I just want to talk to you really quick. I was in Ephesians 6, I think it was last week, looking at the armor of God. You know, the Lord was just reminding me, you know, to put it on um, and how important that was. And um, what was the other thing? There was two things. Okay, so it was, there's a... I don't know if you guys have listened to the podcast, the life coaching series that I did, where I walked Christians through how to establish an identity and their character and values, not circumstances, performance, or other people's opinions, okay? And so, um, as you establish who you are in character and values, you can know who what your values are now, but I'm realizing that as you grow and mature as a person, and depending on the context of what area you're in, that might demand you to grow in other values that you need. And real, and I realized for me, my um, values that I'm trying to grow in, in the context of my, you know, growing in my influence and, you know, writing my books and doing my podcast and establishing a brand. Okay. Daily encouragement is a brand. Um, it's something I started back in um, really 2017. And it's the whole idea of man doesn't live on bread alone by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay. And so um, I've been spending time with the Lord every single day for the last 15, 16 years. Okay. Reading his word, praying, talking to him, you know, and, uh, my whole life is a result of following his voice. And so, you know, I went through a very, I would say for me, it was very earth shattering separation from a fellowship that I was a part of for almost 10 years. That was more detrimental to me than the death of my parents. All my biological parents and step parents have passed away. All right. Me having the fallout with my church family was more hurtful for me than anything I'd ever experienced in my life. I had to go through a very intense healing process. And um, in 2017, I felt compelled to start sharing that 
with the world. And, you know, I share with you guys on the podcast, the biggest burdens I had, you guys be on the lookout for nuggets of truth. That is my devotional. That'll be coming out this summer. Um, I'm in the final edits of it right now. I'm hoping to have it completed. Um, me completely reading it through again. You guys have read this book so many times, um, and having it sent to the editor, hopefully in the next week or so week and a half, and then they're going to send back to me the final book. And then we work on the cover and then everything will be done in about two months. So August, I'm thinking August sometime is when the book's going to be ready. And I walk you guys through how to, you know, um, establish your character and values using the soil of your own life. But I walk you guys through my own journey. All right. And I ask you the questions I had to ask myself in hopes of you guys establishing these things for you. And so anyway, um, you know, I, I wanted to start sharing all of this with people back in 2017. And that was really the birth of daily encouragement. And so, you know, I'm working on my books and my podcast and uh, doing these live videos with you guys um, and just sharing my journey with you along the way. And so I'm realizing I need to grow in courage, patience and hope. Right. And so as I'm learning to um, reevaluate my values in these different areas of my life, right, with this being like my career and, and you know, my the way I want to influence the world the impact I want to make my legacy. This is about legacy for me. This is about the, the debt I'm going to leave for the kingdom of heaven, for my family and for anyone else that God will put into my life. Right. Um, you know, there has to be certain values that I have to hold in different seasons and different contexts and, um, also putting on the armor of God. So anyway, that's kind of what provoked that. And, uh, as I was thinking about the armor of God in Ephesians six, you know, um, I just want to share with you guys some things that I've learned over time. And, uh, you know, this took me some time to figure out, but I had, I started having some revelation about this back in 2018, 2019. And, uh, it's very practical. You know, I'm telling you guys right now, get into a practice of looking up what words mean. Seriously, do it. And then look at the scripture through what the words mean. A lot of times when people talk about Christianity, they talk about like what it means through the lens of their experiences but that's not always relevant to you because we've all had different experiences. And sometimes the way people look at their lives can be a little bit distorted. Okay. So we have to have a foundation in our life where it's like literally coming from truth, right? Like this is what it says. This is what it means. And, um, you know, it just gives us, um, more of a, how could you say it? Um, a more dynamic way to apply it to your life. Okay. So you go here, Ephesians chapter six, it talks about the armor of God and you've got number one, the helmet of salvation. What the heck is a helmet for, right? It's to protect your head, especially if you're in battle, right? You don't want to get your head blown off or, you know, chunks of shrapnel or whatever. You guys, I'm not like super, you know, articulate when it comes to that. But uh, I've watched plenty of war movies. I've watched plenty of action movies like Expendables 1, 2, and 3. And uh, I enjoy all those movies. But you guys get my point, right? You got to protect. You got to protect your head. Well, here's the thing. Us as Christians, we don't walk around with armor on, literally. This has to be something that is applied you know, through your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, and your will, through your spirit. That's your that's your spirit. Your spirit is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. That is why God says, be careful that the thoughts you let in. Those are the spirits you let influence your life. God has a spirit, the Holy Spirit, okay? And that's the spirit that lives in the heart of a Christian who's accepted the sacrifice of Christ. Hey, Lord, I know what you need, or I acknowledge the what I need from you. And, uh, you know, you ask for the Holy Spirit to come into your life. And so then now you have access to God's thoughts, emotions, and will inside of your own heart. Okay. And so now you have to learn how to come under his spirit while you still have your spirit. Did you guys know that you have your own spirit? Yes. You have. Yes. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Did you guys know that you have your own thoughts, emotions, and will 
right? And I'm, I'm sure you guys know there's times where your thoughts, your emotions, and your will have not always lined up with the thoughts, emotions, and the will of God, right? That's the whole point of grace. That's the whole point of truth. That's the whole point of intimacy and relationship with him. He knows, well, he knows, you guys know when you're button heads with God. I totally know. I know when I'm doing that, you know, and uh, that's, you know, the whole, you know, the flesh and the spirit kind of thing. We, when we're in opposition to God, we're in opposition to his thoughts, his emotions, and his will. And a lot of times I, I, I realize when I'm in opposition to him, you know, there's really an injury that's going on. There's some hurt. There's things that need to be acknowledged. Um, a lot of times there's ignorance on my part. There's things I didn't know. Um, there's perceptions that I have that aren't serving me. You know, I could be looking through um, a lens from the past, like, and projecting it onto the future. So, you guys, this is really deep stuff. That, you know, we're, we're deep waters. The Bible talks about that. And so, anyway, if you guys are ever clashing with God, that's normal. That's what's going to happen. But um, it's what happens in that process of you learning to surrender to him, surrendering to his love, to his truth, to his grace. God doesn't cheese grate you like people do sometimes and force you into submission. All right. It says his kindness drew to repentance. So you have to get comfortable with him approaching you saying, Hey, where did you go? Did you know God's not accusatory like Satan is and like most people are right? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? God asks questions. All right. And that's the beauty of it. How do I know? Go back to the garden and what it says in Genesis he goes, Adam, where'd you go? He didn't approach Adam and say, Hey, stupid. Why'd you eat from the tree? I told you not to do that. Duh. You know, you did it. He doesn't approach it that way. Right. Um, and I won't get into that that I was, I could take this conversation down a whole nother road, but I got to stick to the point, you guys. So the helmet of salvation, protect your head, right? Salvation. What is salvation? Let's break that down. If you look up the word salvation in the dictionary, it means any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. Did you know that? Any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. So guess what? Sometimes the way we perceive our life, we can perceive danger, even a danger, danger, <laughs> evil or ruin and we might be completely off base right you could be in a safe place you could be in a good place you could have all your needs provided for all your bills are paid you have food you have everything you need and you guys i do this i'm speaking from experience when i talk about this i can get very anxious if the money is at a very low level if i don't have the amount of money that would make me feel comfortable okay i can start to oh crap what am i going to do if i don't have that or if i don't have that even though I have everything I need right now, because I grew up in a very poor environment. I was poor as a kid, all right? Um, you know, we lived off of powdered milk, food stamps, tannins. I lived in a van with my mom. I bathed in state parks, all right, in rivers, um, been evicted out of houses, lived in rat infested houses, okay? Um, slept in vans, um, you know, washed my hair in creeks, washed dishes in the rivers. I've done all of it, okay? so. Going through that apparently was pretty traumatizing to me and I didn't even know it, right? Um, you guys can know you've went through trauma if you're in a good place right now, but you're still anticipating, oh man, I hope this bad thing don't happen because of all the bad crap you went through, you know, maybe growing up. And that was for a time, right? You know, we don't always have control over um, the decisions that people make, like our parents. We have no control over how our parents raised us and the choices that they made. But as you become an adult, you know, and especially if you got Christ in your life, you get to decide, you know, the fruit you want to bear. God says we're supposed to bear fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. And those are states of being, right? While you're doing life, while you're building relationships, building a business, raising your children, going to work, whatever it is that you do, 
you are going to be a person in the process. You ever met somebody who's doing things and they're being as horrible to be around? They're super stressed out, they're anxious, they're angry. You know, it's like, oh my God, they're gonna blow at any minute, right? Um, you know, God allows us to be people that, uh, what's the word? Surpass, under, you know, surpass the knowledge of the circumstances. Love that surpasses knowledge. You can have peace regardless of the knowledge that you have. Because again, sometimes the knowledge is what it is. Sometimes the knowledge is, you know, things that aren't really there that you're just hoping won't happen, right? You know how your minds can play tricks on you? Anyway, let me let me get back on track here. So helmet of salvation, any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. So you go into a situation, wherever you perceive danger, evil, danger, evil, or ruin, you can be like, you know what? God's gonna deliver me. He's gonna give me a thought perspective. He's gonna give me what I need in this situation so I can have peace. Did you know that God's children are supposed to have peace all the time? He goes, I give you my peace. We take that for granted, you guys. I'm telling you, I know I do at times. I have been led by peace, by Christ, since I started following him. Every decision I've made, I've had peace, even though people could judge it. How could you have peace living in a travel trailer, Ashley, pissing in a bucket? You can't have peace doing that. You guys, I'm telling you, me and my husband and my children have been through some things, but we knew God was leading us in certain things, right? And so anyway, I don't wanna get too much into that. The point is, you can have peace regardless of your circumstances. And that's the beauty of having Christ in your life. So anyway, you got to put that helmet that helm of salvation on your mind. You got you to protect your mind. And you got to know he's going to give you deliverance. Any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin. All right, bless, breastplate of righteousness. You know, breastplate, covering up your heart, right? Protect your chest area. Um, righteousness, what is righteousness? Well, if you guys look at Romans 4, and uh, it talks about Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. So your righteousness is just believing God, right? That's what makes you righteous. We don't we don't get in from our good works, right? We can argue that, but as you believe God, good good result good works will follow, okay? So you don't have to worry about doing the right thing. You got to worry about having the right knowledge, right? What you're believing. Do you guys know what the word believe means? It means to accept is true. What the heck have you accepted as true at times? Have you ever accepted something as true and then you get more information and you completely change how you thought about the situation? Can you relate to me in that? We all can't because we're human. We're not all, we're not born all knowing. We don't know everything. You guys, we've got the lack. We got lack at times, right? And that God, God created us with that because we're supposed to get our knowledge and understanding and thoughts and wisdom from him because he knows everything and he gave us a job he goes you're supposed to rule and subdue but you're supposed to learn from me so if we're going to learn from him that means we have to have something to learn there has to be these gaps within our knowledge and understanding and insight that we can get from him to help us and you guys can get it from other people too but that's another conversation i believe god's people are god's grace in its various forms and i believe you can learn from other people right but I think ultimately we all have to be under the spirit of God and you all have to know how to hear his voice. And, uh, you know, you have to be able to know how to learn from him, right? In the context of every area of your life. All right. So you got the breastplate of righteousness. That means you're just going to believe God. Sword of the spirit. So sword, right? You protect yourself, protect yourself with it, defend yourself, right? And of the spirit, again, of the thoughts, the emotions, and the wills that try to come against you at times. That's really all you're dealing with at the end of the day. You're dealing with thoughts, emotions, and wills of people, your own, right? 
You've got God, yours, and other people. You've got their thoughts, their emotions, and their will. Now, sometimes people aren't very transparent with their thoughts. They might tell you their emotions, but you don't know what they're thinking. You can, sometimes people wear their emotions. And you're like, hmm, something's going on with that person. Oh no, everything's fine. You're like, ah, oh, that's a bunch of BS. That's not true, right? When you're around super grumpy people who carry just this heavy spirit and just ugh, all the time, it's like a heavy blanket on them. And you're like, are you okay? Oh yeah, everything's fine. You're like, hmm, that's weird. Okay, cool, bro. So, sword of the spirit, your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. God is going to help you um, defend the truth. Truth is reality. All right, that's all. That's all. That's all you are going to be able to do at the end of the day is live in the truth. Now, truth is reality. There's the reality of your life in the context of your life, the fruit of your life, things you've been, the places you've gone, what's happening right now, the fruit of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. That's the truth. A lot of times people don't acknowledge it, and that's why y'all are stuck. That's why we get stuck. That's why I get stuck at times, right? all the shame, the blame, the condemnation, and the judgment that happens when you acknowledge the truth of your life. So you've got the truth of your life and you've got the truth of God. And guess what? Those two things have to marry each other. They are to combine and come together. Did you know that? You are supposed to marry the truth of God. He, he says you're the bride of Christ. It's a husband-wife relationship connected like that. But um, you have to learn how to acknowledge the truth of your life and the truth of what he says and they have, to get, they have to marry each other so you can become one with what he says. But you have to acknowledge yourself first. And what I mean by that is you have to acknowledge why you need Jesus Christ to begin with, okay? Why did Jesus Christ even come? If you don't know that reason, if you don't understand that dynamic, you're not gonna be able to identify the things in your life that you gotta get real with so you can receive what he has. That's all Christianity is about. It's about receiving. Receiving love, grace, truth, mercy from God, restoration. He makes you a new creation. You go from glory to glory. All right. So anyway, the sword of the spirit. God's going to help you establish the truth in the context of your life. Jesus said the truth will set you free. That's really the only thing you got to be worried about at the end of the day is truth. All right. So, the you know, the sword of the spirit, the sword of truth, right? You got to know the truth in your own life to protect yourself. That's the offense of it. And then you got to know the truth of God and, and, and there's certain other truths like realities that we need to understand, you know, practical things like you need to know if you live in the United States, let me, you want to know a practical truth you need to know. You need to know how, um, God and government go hand in hand. How do you maintain liberty and freedom in a country as this? Those are practical things you need to know so you can defend yourself. You need to know practical things in a marriage and relationship. What are, uh, what are some characteristics? that these uh, people have to maintain a, a marriage that will last a lifetime, right? Those are certain things you need to know, right? That's, I guess that's part of the offense, but then there's the defense part where when people are trying to come against and attack the thing that you're trying to build into your life and grow into, you got to know when that is also being, you know, attacked and coming against, but that's, that's another conversation. One of these days I'd like to do a podcast or a video talking about, you know, the whole idea of loving your enemies and how that's been completely muddled down to the point where it's like, look at, look at the church and all the crap they let into it all in the name of, we got to love our enemies and all of the passivity that we've allowed into the church. But I digress. Okay. So we talked about the helmet of salvation, right? Any means of deliverance from danger, even or ruin. So you think about that in your mind. You got your breast, breastplate on your belief in God. You got the sword of the spirit. You establish the truth in the context of your life and the truth of God in the context of what he says and what you've read in the Bible. And if you haven't read the Bible, start reading it. 
Um, how can you know? It says no one knows the thoughts of a man unless you have the spirit of that man. So number one, you can read the thoughts of God, but if you don't have the spirit of God, you're not going to understand what he's talking about. You know, um, now I believe you can have the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, there's people all over the world who have asked for the Holy Spirit. They don't have access to a Bible because it's freaking um, banned in their country. Right. But they're trying to get those things into the hands of the people because it's encouraging to have, you know? So I think you can have the Holy Spirit and God can talk to you. But if you do have a Bible, it's really, really important that you read it. All right. Um, and there's a reason why the Bible gets banned in other countries because the Bible gives people their authority back. All right. Look at the United States. That whole government was created by God, downloaded onto the founding fathers. And that's a threat to any type of communistic, socialism, uh, dictator, Satan government. All right. Anyway, so sandals of peace, the gospel of peace. As I told you guys before, every, what you got to put something on your feet, right? You got number one, you have paths you've walked in life and paths God's going to take you on. And number one, you're going to be led forth in peace, right? That's how God rolls. You have peace. You cannot make a sound decision if you're full of anxiety and stress. You've got to have peace. Now what's the gospel of peace? Salvation. Jesus Christ, he's come to deliver you. Right? He's come to save sinners, right? Come to restore your life from the pits and bring you into uh, into glory. You guys know what glory is? It's exalted reputation. Did you know God wants to exalt his reputation through you? He wants to take your life in the pit you were in when you come to know him, right? Or maybe you weren't necessarily in like a really rough pit. You know, like a lot of people talk about, you know, they were stuck in like prostitution or drugs or alcohol, like the real obvious things. What about the people who had good families, but they were like full of pride and arrogance, thought they were better than everybody because they had all that stuff, right? That's a whole nother group of people, right? The people who grew up in good families and all this or that, they can get stuck in thinking that their way is the way and they have no humility, right? They don't appreciate people who, you know, they come from the, the gutter per se, right? They don't see any value in them. They got to find the Lord in a whole nother way, right? And so anyway, um, you know, the sandals of peace, um, God's going to lead you forth in peace. He's going to, that's how he's going to lead you. And you know, you're going to be able to share with people what God has done in your life in the context of your life. How has God delivered you? Right? How has he helped you? What perspective were you living in before? Had him, what mindset were you carrying that had you, that brought you down? And then after you talk to God or you prayed or whatever, you know, you're, you're like, Lord, I need your help. What aha moment did he bring to your life that was like, oh, wow, I'm seeing completely different now, Lord. And now you, now you're able to produce different results in your life. You have the ability to reach people now in a way that you couldn't before. And so anyway, that's how I look at the sandals of peace. Let's go to the shield of faith, right? A shield protects you. What's faith? Faith is expecting a good outcome. Did you guys know we're supposed to expect God to show up on our lives? and do good things for us. It says he has plans to prosper us. People talk about it, but I don't think they really believe it because they're afraid to, it's, it's very vulnerable to believe that God's gonna do good for you when you live in the world that you live in, right? When you have not, and contend with the knowledge of evil and Satan and his and the darkness, right? Um, Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. He's the, he is a liar. Sometimes you don't even know when you're being influenced. Now I'll tell you right now, if you're being influenced by lies, then um, Satan's knocking at your door, 
right? But that's why you got to learn to tell yourself the truth. And that's why you got to have a really good relationship with Christ and know that he's not going to condemn you for telling the truth. God desires truth in the inmost part. The inmost part is your heart. That's where, that's where the Holy Spirit is. And God wants you to be able to talk to him about those things that you'd be ashamed of, right? That would try to keep you separated. So shield of faith, expecting a good outcome. And if you don't expect a good outcome, work on that area with God. Lord, I'm not expecting a good outcome. Why is that? Maybe I'm not believing you, right? I'm struggling, Lord. That is where you're going to get deliverance because God's people aren't supposed to be cowards. We're supposed to be bold and courageous people, right? It says the righteous are as bold as a lion, right? So we have to have that type of anticipation, okay? As much as the evil, the kingdom of darkness expects to do evil on this earth and they're doing it, yeah, round of applause. They are kicking ass and taking names later. Have you guys seen the condition of this world? Yeah, it sounds like, oh wow, but it's true. They're doing a great job. Look at what's happening all over the world. And the same tenacity that Satan has to destroy this country, this world, this these people's lives is the same type of tenacity that God's people have to have that his glory is gonna be poured out upon their lives and it can be restored. Seriously, that's why we're so weak, because we don't expect God to do that. We're like, oh, well, I guess we'll wait till we get to heaven. Then we let evil just cover the earth, all in the name of Jesus. That's bad. Anyway, belt of truth. Well, we've been talking about truth, haven't we? Truth is reality. Live in reality. If you want to save your life, live in the reality, no matter what reality it is. You may not like the way your reality feels. Well, deal with it. That's the whole point of Christ coming. He wants you to be able to acknowledge the reality of your life so he can restore your life to the reality that he wants it to be. He goes, I want you to bear fruit. You guys, you can only bear fruit if you're doing something right. And the fruit that you bear has to benefit you and has to benefit other people. Okay? And so that's the kind of lives God wants us to lead. And that's what I'm going to stand on for the rest of my life because I have lived in the mentality of, you know, I don't even like slavery, Christian Christianity. I lived like that for the first 10 years of my life. God delivered me from that. And I sure the hell ain't going back to that. Mm -mm. There's no power in that, no authority, weakness, cowards, selfish, prideful. I mean, there's certain things that are being taught these days that are the breeding ground for some of the most horrible relational dynamics you can have with people. Self-righteous, you know, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, you guys, so that's the armor. That's the helmet. So we got the helmet salvation. So I want you to remember God will send any means of deliverance from danger, evil, or ruin in your life. And so you have to be able to look at that on a daily basis. In what areas of your life are you perceiving danger, evil, or ruin today? Okay. Wherever you're perceiving that, ask God to help you. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Start believing God. All right, work on that. The sword of the spirit. Get to know the word of God, read his word. And then if you have the Holy Spirit, start talking to him. Start talking to the spirit of God that's living in your heart. He says he lives in the heart of every believer. Jesus already said, come on, you guys, help me out. What did he say? He said that we would do even greater things. Why is that? Because he's put himself in the hearts of people and multiplied himself all across the world. Billions of people. Did you guys know there's going to be like a multitude of people in heaven because they had the Holy Spirit and they knew Jesus Christ? And those same people are on the earth right now that are supposed to be influencing the world the way God intended. All right. So you guys, and I, I'm really praying for like a third revival. I'm going to do a study with my kids. I told you guys I homeschool. I would really love to like 
study the first and second revivals in this country and just pray for a third because we really need it. All right. Shield of faith. Okay, hold on. Sandals of peace. God's going to lead you in peace everywhere you go. Make peace with your past. Get some healing. Get some restoration in your life. If you ain't got peace, get some healing in your life. All right. God will give you peace. Ask him for it. So you can be led forth in it. Make good decisions. Make Have a sound mind. Right? You need that. All right. Shield of faith. Have an expectation that God's going to show up in your life and do good. Expect good from God. And put on the belt of truth. Live in, live in reality. Right? Bam. I just gave you everything you need to do to have a fruitful Christian life. And I'll say this right now really quick. Um, anxiety. Deal with your anxiety. Anxiety attracts the attacks of the enemy. The enemy is a liar. He's the father of lies. If you have a disturbance of mind for any uncertain event, that means you're stressed, you know, you're taking the past into the future. You guys, I do it with money and stuff like that. I get worried about things. I take the trauma of the past and project it onto the future, uncertain, right? We gotta deal with the anxiety. And so if you have anxiety in your life, start dealing with it. You guys, I did a podcast on that already. If you're on the Wisdom app, it's already on there. Um, uh, fate, or what, podcast world. You guys aren't gonna get that one until August 17th. So, you know, be on the lookout. Go check out the Wisdom app. Go listen to it now. Anyway, you guys, I've ever pop off here. It's already been a half an hour. I wanted to share this with you guys today. I hope it was encouraging. Um, you know, this is real talk, and this is the kind of stuff that the church needs to be talking about if we want to see the church restored, see people's lives restored. That's what I want to see. I want to see people restored individually. Because once you do that, then you're going to influence the world. You know, you can't change the world worldwide in just one formula. You've got to work individually with people, one by one by one by one. Start with people, and then they work in their families. They work in their neighborhoods, work in, and then just expands out and multiplies. So anyway, you guys, I better pop off here. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day, and I will talk to you guys next time. Let's see here.